is up? What is up? Hey, gang. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Brain. Today, we are going to take a deep traveling, winding, curving, up and down road. Maybe a thoroughfare, maybe a shortcut. Maybe a shortcut through the coach's brain. How about that? Around and back. Around and back? Like a down and back or like a... Like a circle. Like a circle? So yeah. So you see different things the whole way? A roundabout. A roundabout. roundabout. That's it. That's what I meant to say. Roundabout. Okay. Very, yeah. Euro- very European. Yeah. So we're going to kind of go down, but we're going to like circle back. So we're going to end up in the same place we started here. Exactly. Okay. Or do we stop short of where we started so we're in a new place? No. Full full 360. A revolution. Yeah. We're going to bring it back. We're going to bring it back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to go deep dive into the uh, into our noggins and we're going to try and share some knowledge with you. Um, some past experiences. Some uh, and kind of look look towards the future. Yeah, some more experienced than others. Some more experienced so, than others. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to so that. That is that's life. Yeah, that's life. Um, cool, Kent. Great to have you back. Uh, our listening audience doesn't know this yet, but I took a took a stab the other day at making my own podcast. Uh, I mean, trying, I can't wait to hear it. Trying to do like a whole new show, like a kind of like a little different concept, a little, you know, a detour, if you will. Um, did you like imbibe while you did it? I didn't. It might have been better had I. Oh, for sure. Like, just pour yourself a drink and just yeah. kind of like have at it for like 30, 45 minutes. I yeah. mean, it probably just gets better as you go. Yeah, I was trying to, I'm trying to, I think, yeah, I got to refine it a little bit. It's, I was working towards like maybe like a little bit more of a short form, like keep it like under 10 minutes. Okay. Kind of a quick hitter. Yeah. Um, the issue becomes a lot of times, if any of you guys have done any speaking in this sort of array, right? The issue when you're Going by yourself, going solo, especially a you don't have anybody to kind of lean on, obviously, but you can definitely start talking too fast. Yeah, I can see that. Like your tempo is all of a sudden like, hey, we're going right. through this, and then you're. I just gave you my ten minutes feel in ninety seconds, yeah. and then you're like, oh, did you have like a clock running great. so you could kind of like pace it a little bit? No, I should have set up like a metronome in the corner. Just I feel like if you're like watching yeah. a clock, that could like help you pace it out a better. It's an idea. Kind of, I think you know, going into it, I'll probably end up putting that episode out just for. I think you should shits and gigs, and I see think you should see what people think, and uh, I don't know, guys, shoot us in the comments. I mean, if you want to, just have we ever decided if there's actual comments on this thing? There's, well, you can't comment on Spotify, but if it's on Apple, I feel like you can comment on Apple. Okay, I don't know about the, what's the other um, format. What's the other one? I don't know. Patreon or something? Is it on Patreon? Anchor. Anchor. Anchor? Yeah. I don't know if you can comment on that. Yeah. I'm not sure where you can comment, but you can reach us. Do you put these on Facebook? Yeah. They post to the Facebook. Well, you, can, so you can comment on you the can Facebook, comment on Facebook. There you go. Instagram. Yeah. There you go. Wherever, wherever we can be reached, you can comment. They can reply to the story when you post the story link. Yeah. If you want to, if you hear this and you want to hear that so far unaired uh, show, let us know. And uh, we can, I can run it through the producers and they can make sure it's, you know, edited and appropriate for mm-hmm. the listening audience. And then we can, we can air it. You could give like an incentive, like everyone that listens to it gets like a free kill cliff. I don't know. And they have to make a specific comment to let you know. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if we need to be handing out three, no. kill, three kill cliffs. <laughs> It'd be like two or three. And I don't know about your mama. My mom doesn't yeah. drink kill cliffs. So. <laughs> There's half of our listening audience right there. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, cool. Anything, uh, anything new going on since last we talked? I don't think so. I mean, you completely rearranged the gym, so... I needed to like kind of get in there and look at the whole 
logistics aspect for get, programming get, now. Get, get a whole new layout. I'm like, what? Because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, I, th- I feel like everyone's going to be like bunched into a corner <laughs> on this workout, but they'll, they'll figure it out. It's so, fine. So the current setup is we're eliminating all corners. Yes. Corners are gone. There's nowhere to hide. Right. It's all out in the open. It's all out in the open. You can't have your clicks in the corner anymore. They're mm-hmm. gone. It's done. Has it been pretty uh, good reception so far? Everybody hates it. Really? Everybody hates it. That's because everybody hates change. Everybody hates change. Change is inevitable. Yeah. Uh, no, so far it's been, I think it's been going over well. I think it, it looks good. I think it's more functional. There's some, you know, it's kind of the thing. We're, we're moving new furniture into the house. Mm-hmm. We're moving into a new house, kind of changing the furniture. So it's still figuring out where the pinch points are, what, you know, what works best, what doesn't. We just changed some stuff again today. Right. So, well, I'm sure the aesthetic pleases your OCD. Oh God. You with the, no, the straight lines. You have and, no idea. So yeah. Put that together. It was, it was a, yeah. It's like, Oh, this is so much better. Yeah. <laughs> What's taking so long? I'm so happy now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this works. I can breathe. I can see things better. Um, cool. But all that, all that aside, uh, what we have gotten into your ears to talk about today, and if you read the headline on this podcast, you'll already know that, but mm-hmm. we're here to talk about competition. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, buddy. Um, so in the season of CrossFit, if you will, right now we are kind of smack in the middle of CrossFit season. We've finished the Open. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. finished quarterfinals. Or some some quarterfinals, indiv- individual still, and team quarterfinals. Yeah, now we're doing age group quarterfinals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're in the quarterfinal-ish area and getting ready to move into sectionals, sanctionals, sectionals, semifinals, semifinals. Now, they, they, pardon us, they changed the name like six times. And then the last ditch qualifier, and the last ditch qualifier, yeah. and then the games. Correct. So we're moving moving yes. kind of right along as mm-hmm. we get into summer. We'll be, you know, the CrossFit Games in July, August, somewhere in there probably. Yeah, usually uh, late July, early August. Yeah, so is we'll, that time frame? So we'll plenty to talk about as that goes. Maybe we'll, maybe we can do an episode break and do our best uh, best analyst and break down the uh, break down the athletes. Yeah, I think it'd be funner to break down the workouts, but we could do both. The games workouts or yeah, yeah, because like the, break down like the the semifinals. Like the, the semifinals are all different. Well, exactly, but they're gonna have like one like. You know, so I think common doing, workout. Yeah, I think we're doing two common workouts per semifinal. Yeah. So you could look at like basically the strengths of certain athletes going to certain locations, like how beneficial that is to them, or maybe it's not beneficial. Why don't they get to pick their location this time? Well, I know that's another thing. Yeah. They so get, like, it's, it's a kind of a lottery a little bit. Yeah. I just saw where uh, Mal O'Brien got moved yesterday. Yeah. She and, was posted at being two locations. Yeah. Well, she's like the one she was supposed to be at was like posted and they're like, yeah, we're so excited to have Mal O'Brien. She was like their headlining athlete. And all of a sudden CrossFit yeah. like moved her and they're like, uh, right. Crap. So which one is she actually going to be at? Uh, I believe the Granite Games. Okay. I'm and, a little upset that I'm this up to date on it, to be honest. And the Granite Games is where? Minnesota? Minneapolis. Okay. So yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. And the other one was in like Canada. Yeah. What does it does? Why would she go to Canada? I don't know. This is weird. It's probably why they moved her to U- the U.S. The U.S. where she lives. Yeah, makes sense. From. Yeah, it makes it makes more sense. So good I don't. Job, good job, CrossFit. Yeah, I'm not sure why I have. To be <laughs> fair, like I have zero chance of moving on to any sort of semifinal, so I have no real. Yeah. My, and it's changed so much over the years that it's like my dire need to like break it down into who goes where is right isn't dying to do that at the moment. But yeah. Just let the pieces fall as they may, pretty much. Yeah. So. Bringing that back to a local level, 
um, CrossFit season, CrossFit games, gets everybody excited to a degree about competing. The open kind of stokes the competitive urge, gets you fired up. And then, you know, what to do next after like, Hey, doing the open was fun, right? That, that level of intensity was a good time. I enjoy pushing myself. Do I have to wait till next year to kind of do the same thing? And the answer obviously is no. Okay. There's plenty of local competitions. There's big local competitions There's small local competitions. There's all sorts of stuff in between throughout the year. If you just look around and find it. Right. I mean, you can just look on Morning Chalk Up and they list tons of that stuff. Do they? Oh, yeah. Now, I think they post a lot of the bigger ones, but yeah, they'll do like a whole list okay. of like upcoming competitions. I'm not sure I make it to that level of the email. It's the bottom of the email. Yeah, I'm not it's sure. the last thing. I, I've gotten bad. I read like the first like bullet points on the highlight and I'm out. Yeah. Well, you know, that now it's like charged, like finish an article, pay a dollar or whatever. But yeah, if you just scroll to the bottom, they list a lot of competitions and it's all over the U.S. Okay. But I mean, they got a pretty thorough list, obviously. Somebody staying on top of it? Yep. As long as the people running the competition send it to the morning chalk up to... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Be posted on there. As long as they're good at advertising and marketing and... Marketing their event. Um, Yeah. So we have a little competition coming up. It's a team competition. Always fun. It's been going on for, man, 10, 12 years now. Like 2010. Yeah, probably. 2011, maybe. 2011. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. 11 years. So, it's been going on for a minute. Um, It's had a couple different iterations and sizes and locations and different stuff along the lines. But it's essentially, it's a team competition, male-male, female-female, kind of four-person team. used Mm -hmm. to be, in the early days, it was a six-person team. Six-person team. I was a part of that. Back when Kent was... Back in my competition days, my glory days. When he says competition days, he means literally... Two, two days. Two days. <laughs> two days. It was a Saturday exactly. and a Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and Highly they, experienced. They have not been back since. Yep. Uh, I, on the other hand, have done just about every iteration of this competition. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I keep needing to throw myself out there Yeah. <laughs> and see what happens. Um, that, that comes with owning the gym, though. You got to do that. You know? I don't think you'd have to. I don't think it's required. It's an unwritten rule. I've, I've filled out many a paperwork in my day, and never was there a checkbox that said you have to compete. But here you are, done basically every year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so why? What? So then like the question is why? Why do I do it every year? Yeah, that's a good question. Right? <laughs> Answer my own question, right? So then, you know, and the same question, you know, kind of would portray to, you know, you guys going out there is like what, you know, the reasons for me personally that I like to do it is A, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Right? It's fun to get, you know, get with, a, especially like a team competition, more almost more so than individual, but it's fun to get out there and kind of push yourself to a little bit more uncomfortable level than you do normally in the gym. Right. Right. Um, and see, kind of see what you got, see where you stack up. Yeah. Well, it definitely helps if all your teammates are on the same page too. And the level of seriousness that you're going to be competing at. Correct. Yeah. You know, your team should have like a, you know, a come to Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. Hey, are we, are we trying to win this whole competition? Is that a reality? Right. Or are we here to have fun and do our best and see where the chips fall? Exactly. Right. I fall into the ladder, Mm -hmm. go in, we do our best. We have fun. Probably have a couple cold beers when it's over. Right. Maybe slightly before it's over. You know, it yep. depends, on, depends on how it's going. And then, you know, and see where it's at. You know, I would really recreate, equate a lot of these local competitions to runners. Right? If you run and you run and you run, at some point you sign up for a 5K. Exactly. Well, yeah. And right. then, and even then though, you have like, you know, certain like positions where you're starting at based on like race times and like levels and this and that. Yeah. They're going to, you know, they might seed you in a 5k and you're going to be, you know, wherever and you're going for age group or time or, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
whatever division you kind of fall into, and it's the same in CrossFit competitions. There's RX and there's scaled and there's elite and there's intermediate and there's beginner and there's, mm-hmm. you know, your chances are you're going to find a division where it's competitive for you. Yeah. Cause if you show up and you're just getting your doors blown off, you know, from the, from the get go, it's like, okay, was that, was I in the right spot yeah. or, or the movements and the weight are just too heavy. They're too technical. They're too, whatever. They're mm-hmm. outside of your ability level and they're, so far outside your ability level that's not fun right that's not cool right granted if they're just a little bit outside your ability level or just a little uncomfortable right that's where you can kind of press yourself and you can kind of you know you can get better right so do you do that or like in some instances you have people who may just pull back and do like the scale division whereas like Maybe you shouldn't have been in the skills division because you just did 30 unbroken butterfly pull-ups and they're over here doing sets of five kipping or whatever. Yeah, and that's and that's a that's a decision, you know, because getting into low competitions, backing up a little bit here, they a lot of times they have, will have divisions, mm-hmm. right? You're say they have three different divisions. They might have like a beginner, an intermediate, and an advanced division, if you will. And a lot of times they'll put out movement standards for each division saying, Hey, if you can do X number of this at this weight, you should be in advanced. If you can do X number of this, at this, you should be in intermediate. Um, and then you kind of pick where you land. Right. And sometimes you're going to pick it dead on and Hey, I was right. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're, Hey, I'm in the advanced and you can just cruise through the advanced and win it all. That's, you know, there was nowhere higher for you to go. You need to go look for a bigger competition. Yeah. You go swim in a bigger pond, right? You're in an intermediate division and no one in the intermediate division comes anywhere close to you and you win every event by five minutes, probably we're in the wrong division. Yeah. You know, if you look at it and you're like, look at the list of standards and it's like, Hey, one or two of these movements makes me a little uncomfortable. I can do them. I'm not the world's best at them. It's probably where you need to be. Yeah. If you're looking at it and two of the movements are like, I physically cannot do that. And no matter of no means of me standing there looking at it is going to get me to do it. You probably need to bump down. Yeah. And I think that's a great conversation to also probably have like with your coach. Absolutely. You know, like get their input, see what they think about it. They can kind of guide you to the best division or whatever based on your abilities. Yeah. Your coach, your trainer, whatever. They, they're the ones that see you work out on a daily basis. They know where they know you show them the standards. They know exactly where you fall. Yeah. And they're going to tell you like, Hey, you should do this one. And you're gonna be like, but I don't that one. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, cause we've, we've all been around, we've done these, we've seen them, we know how they go, you know, and the programming comes out for these competitions and it doesn't exactly match what the standards are. There's just like kind of a ballpark mm-hmm. on the standards and the programming comes out and it's going to be a little different and you're going to be like, well, the standard said this. It's like, well, it's okay. If you could do that, you could in theory do this. Right. Right. So it's, there's some give and take there, but you know, aside from signing up for the correct division, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. that's a whole entity of itself. Honestly, if it's your first, second competition, you're not entirely sure. Ask your coach, ask somebody, they're going to help you out. Try not to be as you get more comfortable in competitions and you're like, Hey, I'm winning the scale. I'm winning the scale. I'm winning the scale. Maybe it's time to bump out of the scale. Yeah. Right. You're done with scale. You're done with scale. Typically speaking, if you get podium, you're probably chance, probably, probably about time to move on. And I believe rep your box even did that, right? Like if you won, the scale, like you were moved up. Like yeah, you were not even allowed to be in the scale division anymore. Yeah, you had to go to the next division up, right? Which was interesting because it was like a six-person team, four-person yep. team. And they're like, hey, you got to move up. And it's like, well, that person's not on our team anymore. Or yeah. Five of us on the team got carried by this one person. And Well, right. And it, it could just be a capacity thing, not even like a skill thing. Like yeah. they just had great capacity and you bump them up and like, well, they still can't do those movements. Yeah. For instance, we did 
one of the ones a couple of years ago it was a four person team and they do a different format now at that competition where it's, you do the first day and you go through, everybody's in the same division first day. And then on the second day, they seed you like group A, group B, group C, group D based off how you finish the first day. So like top 10, go to group A. Mm-hmm. That's like the elite group top, you know, next 15, go to group B or next 20, you know, and then group C and D. Right. And they, so they've kind of based off your finish off the workouts, everybody doing the same thing. So that way you're not like having to pick and choose. You just kind of fall where your ability takes you. Yeah. Uh, first day we go out, every workout was straight in our wheelhouse. We we're awesome at them. We we're a very fit team. We were good to go. We finished in the top 10. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm, you know, big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> so we did, we did so good. We finished in the top division. Next morning, workout comes out. First thing, it's like, first thing out of the gate was like 200 pound squat snatch, handstand walks and muscle ups. And it was like, what the f- just happened? Yeah. You know, and nobody, like half our team's like, can't, we, we're just like kicking a barbell. Yeah. Like, eh, this look, this looks fun watching the rest of everybody else go here, but you know, and it's a competition. So it's not like a day in the gym where you can just drop the weight on the barbell, do a yeah. modification. It's like, that's the workout. Right. If, and it's got a 15 minute time cap. And if you can't pick that barbell up for, and it's the first thing you're going to stand there and look at it for 15 minutes. Yeah. Which I mean, I love that concept that they do that, but I feel like there needs to be the testing could be better. Yeah. The testing needs to be better, differentiate those levels of people. So there needs to be like a, some type of like max lift in there. Cause obviously the stronger people are probably going to be also your more advanced people skill wise. Not always the case, but yeah. you know, you have your outliers. So I knew that first day we didn't touch a barbell. We didn't think we touched a, you know, anything skill wise. Like yeah. we were, we were one of the elite teams and on day two, there was double unders in a workout. I had two people on my team that could not even do double mm-hmm. unders. It was a skill they did not have yet, which is a very basic skill. It is, but people don't like to work on their double unders. No, but very, very basic skill. How many of you have been doing this for five years? Still can't do a double under. <laughs> Leave your name in the comments. Yeah. I know who you are. We'll block you from the podcast. I know who you are. <laughs> you should uh, learn double unders. Learn double unders. They're not that hard. Um, yeah. Okay. So kind of, kind of di- diving off topic, of, a smidge here, a little segue, but told you it was a circle and come back around, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. The, why should you compete? Well, for me, the reason I wanted to do it the one time that I did do it was basically just kind of see where I was at in my like, you know, fitness level. I wanted to compare myself to others. Obviously, working out in the gym, I compare myself to everyone else in the gym, but I wanted to see what it looked like outside of that versus the other gyms, you know, or other people in the area. So for me, it was just kind of like a litmus test. I knew that I had only been doing CrossFit for like a few months at that point. Um, still had a decent, you know, fitness background, other areas, but kind of see where I was at CrossFit-wise. Um, didn't hit like any PRs or anything like that, but... I did learn that I could kind of push myself a little more. Like I did have a little bit extra in the tank that I wasn't really kind of like tapping into during a normal class. And now should I do that all the time? No, probably not. Don't want to burn out. But when it's there, you know, you can get to that next gear, if you will. I remember remember that confidence. What was that, 2012? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I was coaching Kent back in 2012. Back uh, in the day. In his blue suede shoes. Oh, man. In his, those shoes. In his below knee line shorts. Under Armour shorts. Yeah. Nice and long. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Lulu, for it was good. saving it was, me. It was good times. <laughs> um, I think on that competition, we held like a tryout. Did you go to that? No. So I came into the gym one day. Someone came up to me like, hey, are you free this weekend? I'm like, yeah, I think so. Like, All right, you're doing a competition. 
Yeah. These are your teammates. That was probably you guys me. should probably practice. That was probably me. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. That's a, that's, that sounds like my, my, my conversation. Hey, uh, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> yeah, and Nate was one of my uh, teammates. Teammates? Yeah. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, we did like this elaborate like tryout for like the teams, like to make a couple teams and stuff. And it was probably one of the like the coolest workouts I ever wrote for mm-hmm. like an hour long like tryout. It was pretty cool. Um, which I need to find. Yeah, that. I wasn't any part of that. I need to find at it. all. I have it written down somewhere. I need to find it. Um, do it one day, like on a, a Sunday or something. Yeah. Yeah. Be fun. Like it was, it was just a great overall test of fitness. Okay. Um, well, competitors programming. Yeah. So, and it wasn't even, but so in theory, right. Hey, you know, why do you do competitions? Why do I do competitions? Why does, why shouldn't, you know, if you're sitting around thinking, I don't want to compete or I have no interest in doing this. It's one thing to think about is, are you competitive? Right. If you're not competitive, it's probably not. Yeah. You know, but it's on a day-to-day basis. What keeps you motivated in the gym? Right. right. Is it, is that internal motivation is external motivation, whatever that may be. Um, having a competition, you know, three months away and knowing it's coming kind of gives you a little more juice, right? It's a closer carrot than I'm trying to be healthy forever. Right. Yeah. Right? That's a long, that's it's, a long it's carrot. Definitely something tangible. Yeah. And it's, and you know, nobody wants to sh- show up regardless of what, what seriousness level you're taking on a competition. No one body really wants to show up on a competition and just be totally just, you know, dead. not, not prepared, not prepared. Right. It's like taking a test you didn't study for. Exactly. No, I mean, you don't even, I mean, you're going to have some pride about your performance. Even yeah. if you're not like super competitive, like you still don't want to like just kind of flame out. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you finish first or last, that's not the issue, but you want to be able to do the best that you can do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, somebody's got to finish first. Somebody's got to finish last. That's facts of life. Yeah. This is how it goes. Yeah. You know, we've all finished last. At least I finished yeah. last. The last person in medical school, still a doctor. Still a doctor. Yeah, that's how it right? is. Last person in a CrossFit competition, still did a CrossFit competition over the weekend. Right. Yep, they did. They still did the work. <laughs> a hell of a lot more than most people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you can always, you know, hang your hat on that, but it helps that like we've talked about, we talk about goals a lot on the show and whatnot, but it's, it does, it gives you a short term goal to help you out moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, okay, I'm doing, I know I got a competition coming in August. Cool. I'm going to knock that out. And then I know in January, February, I got the open. I want to do better than that. And then maybe another one, you know, I'm gonna go do this five case. I want to run faster than that. So it gives you little smaller goals to work towards throughout the year, kind of breaks it down. And you know, also, too, as we get older and we age out, especially like once you get done with high school, if you're playing, you know, competitively in sports or anything like that, or you're in college, maybe you play different, you know, different things. But as you as you age out of like all these things, it's like you, there's some level of competitiveness in you that's kind of gone. Yeah. Right. You you don't you don't get to fill that void with anything, and this kind of helps. It's kind of be like playing, you know, rec league softball, beer, yeah. league, beer league softball, or you know, flag football. Just way more physically demanding. Way more physically demanding. <laughs> but still, yes. Yeah. <laughs> competition. Organized competition. Organized competition. It it's fun. And it's something you can continue to do for a long time. Really. I mean, these competitions have master's divisions and different things like that. So depending on, you know, where it is and what you're doing, there's things to go through. Um, that being said, on the other side of competing is it can go a little overboard. Yeah. It can. It can become all-consuming. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're looking to do like a competition, like every two, three months or monthly, like what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, I understand you're probably getting the rush of it and stuff like that, but what are you probably doing to your body? Yeah. There's that. You can't keep that up. Yeah. There's that and the training that goes along with that. And it's, you know, like nice, easy progression over time is what really gets us where you're going. Not trying to do it all in six months. Mm -hmm. 
right? And, you know, and then like, hey, I want to make the CrossFit Games. Awesome, cool. It's probably a conversation you should have with your coach. Yes. And your coach can, you know, should be able to tell you like flat out. Yeah. Yes or no. Have a honest, realistic yeah. conversation about that. Yeah. If your coach, you know, if your coach is worth their salt and they're not afraid of, you know, anything in right. that regards, they should be able to tell you like, man, you know, probably not going to happen. Yeah. And you're like, but I want to go, you know, like, listen, you're six, four mm-hmm. and there's nobody at six, four in the CrossFit games. Not even close. Not even close. You know, six hey, one. Hey, I'm maybe I'm five. I'm five nine, 190 pounds, and I can squat 500 pounds and deadlift 500 pounds and run a five minute mile. Let's talk. Yeah, there you go. Like there's Built. some, in, you know, and I'm 19. Okay, like there's some intangibles yeah. there that it's like, right? Can, you know, you can't do a pull up. You can't do you know a double under. Okay, cool. There's there's enough there to work with, and there's enough stuff to start with. Some of the stuff takes a long time to develop, mm-hmm. right? And it's do you have the dedication to do it? I only see you come to the gym two days a week. Yeah. Probably. Right. You're probably not there. Yeah. You know, so it's, and that, and those are hard conversations or they can be easy conversations. It's, it's, you know, it's just being honest with yourself and letting somebody else be honest with you and not in a non derogatory manner, not to shoot down dreams. And then you have to have that accountability too, to know like, is this honestly something that I could like put the effort and energy into? Cause it is an extreme amount of effort and energy. Yeah. Do, do you like doing burpees, <laughs> you know, yeah. at midnight with no one around? You want to work you, out four you, times a day. When you haven't gone out with your friends in six months and you go to bed at nine o'clock and you wake up at four o'clock and, right. you know, and you've been doing this for three years. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I can't imagine any sport that is like as rigorous and structured as like CrossFit. Oh, at the, like, ga- at the like games no, level, nothing, it's insane. Nothing. Like, it's insane. Even like, I mean, I'm sure like some Olympic sports are very like, Hard and rigorous, but I mean, just imagine like just training as much as they do and just the recovery and the sleep, the eating, just, I mean, yeah. every single thing yeah, I mean, that your, goes into Your entire it. existence is train, recover, eat. Yeah. And then you get like a month off. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy your off season. Yeah. All right. You get three weeks. Yeah. You got to, you have to really enjoy like just beating yourself up and then figuring out how to continue to work through that pain. Yeah. Day in, day out. It's but, probably, I would say Olympic wise, probably the closest one is gymnastics. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that starts so early too. Yeah. And they're 14 years old. Right. Right. And they're done by like 1920. Yeah. Cause they can't physically continue to do it. Yeah. Right. And CrossFitters are at 20, 25. It's like, it's tough. Yeah. And now with the masters, I mean, you got guys going up into 30, 40s, which yeah. is pretty impressive. Yeah. And mind you, do you, do you enjoy, you know, living in your parents' house and not having a job and you know, <laughs> all, all these things that go along with it also that, well, if you become famous, you get your sponsorships, you know, the five, so, the five of them. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. The, the five of them that became famous, the two handfuls. Yeah. So, so good luck there as well. Now that we've beaten down everyone's dreams and aspirations yeah. of going to but the CrossFit games. Luckily for you, there's local competitions. Yeah. Look at these local competitions, which are much more fun than, uh, yeah. And that's guys, anything that's with professional sports in general. It's, it's no longer professional sports are no longer fun. Yeah. Right. That's not the, they're not there because it's fun. They're there because they're getting paid to do it mm-hmm. and that's their career. Yeah. Right. And you go look Absolutely. at, you know, football players, they're not out on the field because it, I mean, yeah, they enjoy doing it. It's a game and they enjoy playing football, but they're there for work. Yeah. That's their livelihood. Like that's their game. They take it serious and they got to go do it. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's no longer, Hey, I'm just kind of here going to practice. Right. You know, better be every all encompassing all the time. Yeah. You so know. we actually get to enjoy it. Yeah. We get to enjoy it. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. You know, have friends and family come out, cheer you on, 
all that good stuff and have a good time with it. Yeah. But, you know, for some people, it's like also the only thing your family, you get them, hey, there's this thing I do called CrossFit. I know we've talked about it and you've never seen it, but come on out to this and you can actually see me do it. And, mm-hmm. oh, that's what you've been doing. Right. Yeah. It's amazing how many people still really don't know what uh, like CrossFit is yeah. or kind of what it entails. Just pretty much what they've seen on like TV or whatnot. Yeah. And which, I mean, it is similar to, I guess, the CrossFit games, obviously. Yeah, in, competitive in, atmosphere. You know, yeah. Competitive atmosphere for sure. But not the scale, not the, yeah. you know. I mean, if anything, I like to see the average person work out more than the elite person. Because the elite person just makes it look too easy. They do. And it's just not yeah. comparable. Yeah, you're not. It's like, oh, they're making that look really easy for as heavy it is. And you're like, I can't even pick that up. And they're just yeah. slinging it around. Yeah. So for me, that's, you know, it's cool to see what they're capable of. But I much more enjoy, like, your average show, you know, putting in work, seeing yeah. what their limitations and stuff are. And getting through it. Yeah. So moral of the story is short-term goals, go compete, have fun. Mm-hmm. Try not to take it too serious. If you need to take it seriously enough and that's, you know, where you're at, have that conversation with your coach. Right. And, and you know, they're going to help guide you, put you on the path you need to be on, whatever that may be. And I'm not, I know we've gone, we're kind of like knocking super competitive CrossFit to a degree, right. like games level CrossFit. But at the same time, we're, you know, there's also people that do fall into that category. Right. Just very small, few people. Well, and we could also say that the super elite competitive CrossFit isn't long-term healthy either. Like, what's going to be the blowback Yeah, once they're out? Right. You know, yeah. Depending on how long they're able to even, like, stay in the game. Because most people aren't able to stay in it more than a couple of years. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of longevity in that. Yeah. And you, you see the top guys at the games, and yeah, they have some longevity. But, like, they're very few and far between. Well, yeah, they're outliers. Yeah. I mean, they're the 1% of the 1%. 1%. I mean, they're the ones that are winning. Yeah. They're the genetic outliers, like, and they just have everything dialed in as well. Like, they're yeah. living a perfect lifestyle. Yeah. And that's, you know, when they, at what point they fall off the deep end. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost happen. like they're not human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's not, not anything for us to worry about. I agree. So, that being said, if you're interested in a little comp, talk, uh, talk to one of your coaches, see what they got going on. Um, if you're not, let them know. If you'd like to hear more on this topic, let us know. Talk about that as well. Pick good teammates. Pick good teammates. That, that, that'll make or break it. I'm telling you. Maybe 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 one of these days we'll get uh we'll get all Kent back into make, a competition. Make or break it. Only well, I'll probably do one with Nate. <laughs> I'll do one with Nate. <laughs> Nate, if you're out there, I'll do a comp with you. There's no way Nate's still listening to this. We're like 30 <laughs> minutes in. Um, other than that, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, don't forget to share, like, comment, all those glorious things. We'll see you out there. Later.